never hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise. Hello, welcome to episode 31 of the Weekly Song Podcast. Uh, my name is Roger Heathers. With I'm me- glad it took you that long to remember your own name. <laughs> I kind of couldn't remember the format of the show from <laughs> My name is Roger Heathers, and with me, as he is every week, my co-host, my friend, sitting up, sat about a foot away from me this week. Yeah, Declan Kitchener. We're actually closer than we've been in a long time. I know. I can Only physically. I mean, emotionally, we're fucking distant from distant. each other as ever. Um, the reason we're sat so close is because we ha- we made some room for a guest this week. You've already read the title, folks, so it's not really a surprise at this point. <clears throat> but with us in the studio this week is uh, Lunacy. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. That's what I'm talking about. No, hello. Yes. How are you? I'm doing good. I am recording my new single this week. That's coming out in like next week slash two weeks if I can mix it down and master it in enough time get it recorded exciting news it's, it's, it's super exciting it's very exciting indeed what's it called can you tell us the name or is that a secret I don't know do I do I tell you the name I really want to know the name so yeah, but exactly but, but, but if you want to keep it a secret that's cool I don't know do I tell you or not because once I tell you everyone knows yeah but they don't know until Wednesday we only know that's today. true that's true this isn't even published for a while yeah. we, know, we know a whole two days before you do well, well three days can you guess what the single's called? Delicate. No. Damn. <laughs> is, it, is it one that we've heard you play before? Yeah, uh, you could say that. Ooh. Well, I will say that. <laughs> um, Eyes and Kisses? It is indeed, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. I'm so excited now. Yeah. yeah. Wait, with drums and cello? Yeah. From what I'm well, the from cello isn't in, in that track. Oh. Is there like a, is it more than one track? Well, if you release a single nowadays, <laughs> it tends to come with like two tracks, doesn't it? Or three. Yeah, true. I miss the days where you had just a B-side and that was it. Well, that's what... It, it's just a B-side. It's a single and a B-side. Yeah. Um, ah. The B-side has cello in. That's very Ooh. cool. Interesting. Oh. Interesting. So I'm very busy with that. Um, do you have a website? I do. You can go to www.lunacy.co.uk and uh, it will be on there in the next two week years. That's really exciting. <laughs> Your Facebook pages have come alive recently over the past like couple of weeks. And yes. I got in the car with you today when I picked you up from the train station and I was like, what's going on with that? Uh, and there is a single on the there's way. There's a single on the yeah, way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, we already know. <laughs> you're pretty sure we just spoke about this, Roger. <laughs> you're right. His short term memory is getting much worse. So, what are you doing then? <laughs> <laughs> this is why I couldn't remember his name at the start. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, for, if anyone is listening for the first time, we're a songwriting podcast, believe it or not. And uh, <laughs> You wouldn't guess that from the last episode we did, or the preceding like minute or so of conversation, would you? No, true. Um, <laughs> but um, what we do is we write a song in seven days, and, uh, well, each of us, each of us writes a song in seven days, bring it to the podcast, the other people or person hasn't heard the song up until that point, and then we dissect the song, talk about how we wrote them, and... Uh, we take it in terms of who goes first each week. Usually when we have a guest, the guest goes first. But um, Chris made the suggestion that we daring. we mix things up a bit. And uh, Chris is actually going to go last. So he's like the headlining act. Oh. Oh. It's like oh. a festival. Exactly. And I'm the little stage uh, that is at the bottom of the festival lineup. Uh, no, none of the other stages are playing yet. And it's right next to the beer tent. So as you go over there for your first drink, you have to listen to you. 
Exactly. There's just background music. It may as well just be speakers playing some music. In yeah. fact, I think the uh, the clothes shop opposite, the clothes tent, is uh, actually bearing out louder music than your stage is providing. That's true. Yeah, that's I true. feel like this is a real dig at a real festival, perhaps. This is... Uh, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I will. Um, this is what happened to me at Boardmasters. <laughs> um, the time I played there, I played like the the acoustics stage, and it was like this big room with like, a really nice big stage. And then the other end of the room, of this tent, was uh, the giant beer bar, and uh, just everyone was over there, and you know, you just couldn't compete with the distance, um, which kind of sucked. But was the beer giant, or just the bar? The beer wasn't giant, uh, but it was expensive. Uh, giant five, five pounds so the price beer. was giant. The price was giant, yeah, pretty giant. That sounds like the, a rubbish TV reality game show. <laughs> the price is giant. How <laughs> <laughs> overpriced is everything? Can you guess the price? No. <laughs> it's giant. My song this week that was written in seven days is called Ginny. Ginny? After Harry Potter Ginny. I was going to say, after Ginny Weasley. No. Oh. oh. Um, after Ginny, who is from a J.D. Salinger short story. That's not as cool. Well, I, no. I, I'm going to listen to it and think it's about Ginny Weasley. Yeah. Oh yeah, also, um, before I play the song, we had a challenge this week that we mm. all had to um, fit in uh, at least uh, two time signatures into our composition this week and uh, I think I did it, so we'll see. I'll keep <clears throat> count. It kinda just hits me in ways like a wrestler stuck in a phony career I didn't know the odds were rigged to benefit the lost old soul who was killing me but one to call the necessary fall the pain she fit me well but it's not mine Outside of the basement A candy parade for the man Who invented the bomb Jenny survives an incredible Chemical fusion The world's on the streets Singing graces to get us back on Wait all night for you to come Your message Phone. I was out on my own with her hands on my ears Apologetic airport boy I help you with your bags I can be your delivery I kinda want something to say Something nasty and true with a Kennedy aim The mayor of a clockwork town The mayor of a clockwork town What do you want to do today? Strong Foo Fighters vibe, which I think is pretty yeah. cool. I, I thought it's you like might Foo, say that, yeah. It's like Foo Fighters mixed with Randy Newman. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to use that on the uh, on the flyer. Um, thank you. Yeah, I mean, especially that that one. 
I think even like the the melody and rhythm is a complete take from a Foo Fighters song, that one where it goes like The one to call unnecessary fault Like that rhythm is very much um, Oh walk, the uh, middle bit of that. Yeah. See what I was getting was more of the Everlong vibes with the like Oh, oh. oh I see. Yeah that, that definitely makes sense. I like, I like the vocal range for you there. It's really nice, really sort of... I don't know, it just worked really well. The, your sort of the way you projected those words and things was nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a hard one to sing, like, there's certain points where it's, like, right at the top of my range. And I've started to write a little lower recently, so... Um, the fact that, that as I... you're growing up, you're, uh, finally, your voice is finally breaking. Yeah. Uh, true. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it is. I suppose it is. It's, uh, yeah, I just can't get hit those high notes, like... Like I that wasn't even that long ago either. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's kind of got like like quite a big range there. But um, uh, yeah, so I think I've got three time signatures in this song, which okay. is four, four, six, eight, and three, four, isn't it? You got it. Yeah. And um, it was kind of tricky because like when I first started writing the song, I was like writing with like just that kind of four, four um, type of feel, and I knew that I had to change it up at some point. So. I thought, like, as well as changing up the feel, I could change up the narrative and the range of strings I was using. So up until that point, I'm only playing uh, the bass strings on the guitar, and then when I get to the 6-8 part, it changes um, character from the wrestler to Ginny, and, um, and also it changes time signature and the chord. So I start playing these more full chords. So you got D, B7, E minor, and then... G minor for that part, uh, so it kind of changes up the whole thing there, and then it kind of goes back and changes to a different character for the second verse, um, which is something I've started to do like more recently is like include like characters, like each verse has a different um, viewpoint. Yeah, exactly. And does the music match the characters? So you you have like is it a light motif where you follow the character musically? Mm, not exactly. I mean, there's a certain like mood change when it turns to the 6-8 thing with Ginny because the chords become more like conducive to melody yeah. so like her story is <laughs> again I'm always aware of how like artsy this sounds but you're on a songwriting podcast don't worry about it true true but her story is much more like uh like hopeful so like the fact that there's more like melodic passages going on there kind of reflects her story a little bit so in a way yeah but there's no kind of like um theme per character sort of thing, like you might have in a film or something like that. Okay. But, um, yeah. Ah, um, you mentioned a second ago that uh, Ginny was the name of a character from a, was it a short story? Uh, yes. Now, I can't remember which one it was, but there's a, um, a collection of sh stories by J.D. Salinger called For Esme With Love and Squalor and Other Stories, and um, I have that book, it's like one of my favourite books, and... Um, I, I picked it off the shelf and kind of like flipped through for different lines and stuff. And then um, the first one I found was Ginny Decided, and then I just used that as mm. the first um, line for Ginny Decided to see what's outside of the basement. And uh, yeah, so it was from that. So yeah. does the rest of the lyrics uh, reference events in the short story and everything, or is it just your own imagination? That's just my own imagination. Mm. Um, yeah, so... Ginny, obviously, the name is taken, but that was just kind of like a jump-off point, so from then on it was like, um, like, like I said, my own stuff, yeah. And did you open the book knowing that you were going to take inspiration from it, or were you already reading it at the time? Uh, I opened it to take inspiration oh, from it, yeah, yeah so okay. I just, I was, I do this quite often, like, I was writing, and then if I'm kind of like, 
I'm kind of always looking for like a rhythm to fill a particular line. So if I go like, okay, there's like three syllables here, and then nothing actually interesting like vocabulary-wise is coming to me, I'll kind of go, yeah, take that off the shelf and see what's in there. And then Judy decided, okay, that's a cool like different thing that mm -hmm. I wouldn't have thought of just by myself. So I'll use that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, let me think. The song is about um, kind of similar to last week. You know, we're ridiculous. Like I said, it's about yeah. sort of um, having patterns uh, that you kind of get yourself stuck in and that didn't always serve you that well. And um, this song's kind of about the same thing, but it's um, through the lens of moving away from the patterns uh, physically as well as like, you know, changing what you're doing and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's about like basically Ginny's like a recluse and she lives in the basement and um, and she's always down there and there's like no light that comes in. She goes out onto the street and there's a parade. And like the whole song kind of like mimics that like notion of coming out of the dark into the light sort of thing. So that's what mm -hmm. it's about. Mm -hmm. Is your guitar in standard tuning? Have you got it in drop D there? I have it in drop D. Just uh, the bottom string. Just the bottom string, yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's um, <clears throat> it's one of those songs where you know you always say to me like I can hear the band behind it. I can really hear the band behind that one. Like I want to hear that in like the full rock setting. Yeah. Well, I. It's funny because it's one of the ones, one of the few songs that I've written, like you write your songs with the band around it in my mind. I. I'm, that's kind of why it's the way it is. Like, uh, it's gonna be probably on Winter Tape Six, I think, and I'm gonna do like a, a proper like drums and like heavy guitars version of it and like the bit where it goes like again where it goes the one to call the nest that's gonna be more like the one to call the nest like that sort of like screamed like, vocal yeah yeah um so it's gonna be like a real like rocker and it's probably gonna be the opening track i think but um you could even like with the energy that you could put it as like the last track <laughs> or something like the last final blowout before everything finishes and dies that could be kind of cool, but then having said that, I kind of have a rule that I end albums with a with a ballad. It's kind of like a my calling card. So that's good. good I might do that. That's a pretty cool song. Yeah, so. That's good. It's yeah. a nice twist. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that is my song, and I think Declan, it's your turn next. Right. So this is my song this week. Um, I will give out a little bit of a warning beforehand. Um. I'm not the best singer in the world, and this song actually does go beyond my range. So, at one point it's going to sound awful. I apologise, but I couldn't work out a better way of doing it. Uh, because I'm lazy. So, um, it goes like this. It's called Lonely Companion. Say it from the start Say 
Stay right where we are We will not find out What it is we want Even the biggest mistakes Can be said right Even though you can't accept the blame interchangeable um uh yeah those are my two time signatures five four good on you mm -hmm. yeah that's really good it's um it's ah how do i describe it if first thing i thought was like it's a really unusual song for you yes it's but, very different from the stuff you normally do isn't it a little bit yeah it's much quieter than the stuff you normally do or mm. bear in mind it's meant to be like uh much louder sure a full band behind it so when you get into the chorus and <laughs> that sort of stuff. Mm. Like, the world's meant to be ending. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. um, it's really good. Um, so how did you start? With the riff, or what? Well, I started, um, obviously, with the challenge of uh, writing in two time signatures, and I thought, right, I don't want to write in 4-4, four, four because that's I write too much in 4-4. Four, four. Mm -hmm. Like, the last song I wrote in anything other than 4-4 four, four was at least two years ago. Hmm. So I... Um, 
I was going to try writing something in seven because I was thinking of like, well, what time signatures do I know that can actually groove and are a bit weird? So obviously, money was the first thing that popped into mind. Yeah. <laughs> then my piano's me uh, metronome couldn't actually go up to seven. Oh! <laughs> so I uh, thought, well, I like the song Animals by Muse, and that's in 5-4, and that has a nice groove to it. So I'll I just set it to five, and yeah. I started mucking around, which is why the riff is basically just uh, the three notes in a G minor chord, a G, a B flat, and a, a D, and then just those two beats of fiddling about in the middle. The... <laughs> onto the string. How interesting that the physical restrictions of the piano caused you to totally change what you were doing on guitar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really it's funny cool, that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I spent an evening doing that until I worked out how to count to five. Um, not... <laughs> one, two, three, four, <laughs> five. Oh. Yeah, yeah, there's one after it. <laughs> um, and then just, uh, I, was, I was just noodling around. It's not exactly an original line, but for the chorus I got the... I don't know, I kind of liked the 3-4 against the 5-4. Mm. Yes, I do too. It's, it really changes the pace of the song, but I think you've done something really cool there in that you've written an alternate time signature riff that does groove, because they're so yeah. rare. And yeah. yeah. Like now what There's I think a reason of, everyone writes in 4-4. Four four. <laughs> well, that's what I just said, it does work. Yeah. When I think of ones that work now, I'm going to think of that one in yeah. that small group of ones that work. Yeah. Hooray. <laughs> What's interesting, I think, as well, is that because you've written an obscure time signature, you're playing much more melodically, which is interesting. Mm. Uh, play, you're, rather than playing sort of chord-based stuff, you're, a lot of what you're playing is picking out particular notes, isn't it? And well, I did start trying to come up with some chords on the piano with mm. uh, like a, my normal piano thing of like chords and a bass line moving under it, but I just couldn't get it to fit okay. together. So uh, that's why then I decided like... Somehow a melody makes do... more sense, doesn't it, over the top of that? Yeah, let's do a riff song. I've just realised it's two weeks in a row that I've written songs with riffs in. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. reclaiming my rock <laughs> brownie points. It's good. Um, very nice. Really, yeah. really strong stuff. And as you said, very different from the stuff that mm. you used to do. I think that's the difference that I saw. It's just like you just said, um, with the... Um, the way that it's like melodically picked notes, like in the verse, like you were playing the riff and I expected you to start like strumming a chord in the same, mm. what it would change, whatever, I don't know. But the fact that you were just kind of like singing along to these picked mm. notes, I was like, this is really different. Yeah. This is a bit off tangent, but I was listening to your podcast from last week and I was thinking, I know when Roger's playing piano and I know when Declan's playing guitar and I'm trying to work out, there must be a theory behind why that is that I can hear what your songs sound like and what your songs sound like and it's just little very subtle things that, I, that Roger always puts in his songs that you always put in your songs and I always put in my songs mm. it's funny the little things but that didn't have any of those things really in which is, which is really good because it shows a different thing but your voice and your guitar playing still makes me know that it's you but it was a very different st you know, style of stuff we always do as well well, it's good news to hear that because, like, the last thing anyone wants to hear is that they're doing the same thing over and over again so I'm thankful for that um yeah. And the I thought it was within your vocal range as well, you said it wasn't going to be, it, it's, it seemed to be. It's that bit yeah. of the... It's when you get up to the... It's a bit of a struggle to jump those notes. Oh, okay, you did it. Yeah, my maximum comfortable note is a E, and the top note in that is a... 
F. Oh, oh, oh. So that's that semitones difference. Oh, you pulled it off perfectly. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Um, so what kind of inspired like the lyric of the song then? Um, running out of time. <laughs> um, I started working on it, uh, the lyrics last night and then uh, I finished them off when I got home after our little uh, podcast last night mm. and it's I just sort of uh, I got the first verse and I realised that talk I don't want to talk da -da 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 -da. I thought that you know nice short statements fit over that and then I realised well I could do a song about having an argument with someone and they don't want to budge, which is why you get that line three times, I think, uh, no, I think it's only two times. But stay, stay right where we are, we will not find out what it is we want. Right. And then later on I just added in the bit like, oh, okay, well, I can be like that sometimes as well, so I'll just put the third verse in like that. And then the chorus is just words that sounded nice. <laughs> right. That's just a good chorus. Like... I can hear the band behind that, definitely, like, sort of mm -hmm. crashing in 3-4 or 6-8 or what have you. Um, but what I like about the song, which is kind of rare, I think, in songs, but it's such a nice thing, is, like, the feel of the riff kind of lends itself to what I think the lyrics are saying. Mm. Like, there's sort of, like, a brooding type of, like, almost argumentative feel to the riff, in a sense. Yeah. So I was like, it fits really nicely, I think. Mm. I, I would. I'm glad you said that. It's like uh, I was thinking. I was stuck for trying to get a melody for this for, for weeks and trying to get words and everything. And all I could think of was be sinister, be brooding, be dark. The riff <laughs> demands it. <laughs> so it's uh, nice to know that you thought at least you could detect that in the lyrics. Definitely for sure. I think in terms of like where you could take it, it's l like the later stuff of Queen. Do you know what I mean? It's got, it's got a bit more sort of... Do you know it's got that sort of sound you could kind put in there, do you think? Or kind of like innuendo and things like that. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. I don't know. <laughs> See, oddly enough, what I was thinking of um, was Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, oh, I can see okay. that, actually. Yeah, like uh, with like weird guitar sounds and mm. like um, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, it does show that I've been listening to villains every day at work, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's rubbed up in your writing. A little bit, yeah. Uh -huh. But, um, yeah, I've also been listening to a little bit of uh, Songs of the Deaf as well, or songs off it, and just I just think of, like, you know that Guitar Moves uh, video on mm. YouTube, like where he says, like, oh, I write in all these weird things, and it sounds like I'm curtsying with the guitar. That's what I was thinking of when I went to the... <laughs> Especially, yeah. Mm. Also, in the in the verse where you you climb up to that bit where you said it's a semitone above your range, <laughs> like that's something right out of like the Queens of the Stone Age song right there. Yeah, yeah. that's just awesome. It's a really good song. Thank you. The compliment fishing is going really well. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think? Yeah. I thought it was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be terrible if you That sucks! Every time you guys get off stage now, I've, have you noticed that though, for Mike, I'm always like, that was rubbish. I just say it really loudly, <laughs> just everyone just thinks like, I actually think it was rubbish. It's just great. <laughs> you know what, I do live in fear of the day where I, um, where one of us does a song and the first thing that anyone says is, it's very good, wasn't yeah. it? Like, it's not your best. Oh, oh, better. No. That'd be the worst thing. Ever. Oh, that would be bad. Hasn't happened yet. 
So far as we know. <laughs> Why did we? <laughs> We've been here for every episode. <laughs> I don't know, maybe there's ghost episodes going on when we're not looking. And uh, I think it's time for our special guest. Hi. Lunacy to play so, a song. Okay, um, my piece is called Out on a Limb, and I wrote it yesterday. Hooray. Hooray. But now I've got to remember how it goes. childhood voice say what would my younger mind think would I despise myself would I be proud of who I am
you kindly. Great work. That is something else. That's brilliant. First question I want to have, uh, want to ask, want to ask is what's the time signature <laughs> on that uh, front and the end bit? Uh, the, front, the front and the end bit, that's in 5-4. Five, 5-4, four. Five, four, okay. Yeah. That's... I was trying to count along with it, I was thinking, wait, what's going on? Yeah, there's a few different time signatures in there, yeah. some of which aren't a time signature. So you've got the start, you've got the 5-4, which is... That's in 5-4, I think that's 5-4, isn't it? Because you've got in this hand, you've got this is doing triplets, which is quite confusing. So you've got. We're going one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three. Oh, right, I was trying to count along to the triplets. Now that's the problem, yeah, you see. That's two. why it's confusing. That's just like polyrhythmic, brilliant writing. <laughs> but that's not the only one that's in there because you've also got seven four later on as well. It goes. Is that my childhood, my childhood voice? Sorry? Is that the childhood That's childhood before voice that bit? section because the childhood voice section is sort of in a free flowing signature because that goes. Da -da 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 -da, could last any indefinite period of time. Kind of like Black Dog, where they had to edit out the clicks to keep everyone in time because the vocals take however long they need. That's the thing. Like, like if I was to score it, I don't know what I'd do because I was thinking of just putting a question mark over a bar and then the number <laughs> of rests after the vocal line finishes to then come in. Which is but. what they used to do live for that song as well. Oh, right. Okay. There you like, go. Uh, you can actually hear if you. It's a bit of a um, sidetrack, but if you listen to Black Dog, you can actually hear during the vocals. You can hear like where they've tried to take out. A load of the um, uh, of John Bottom hitting his sticks to keep oh. everyone in time and let them know when to start. But live, they just go on the end of the last beat of every word. Ah, oh, sorry. So I need to notate, I need to notate it like that then with the clicks. I've got one here somewhere. There we go. You've got one. <laughs> there we That's go. That's all you get. Just one click and then you start. Um, but yeah, so I wrote that yesterday. Um, I didn't know what to write about but I was saying to Roger in the car I, I've been working really hard lately doing loads of stuff um, with music and uh, <laughs> like I hadn't washed for like two days and I hadn't eaten any good food and uh, just I mean like it's just awful and I was like I'm not going to do I'm not going to let myself have a wash until I write a song which is an awful thing to do Um <laughs> But it made me write a song. But the song's sort of about not looking after yourself, not valuing yourself, and not really being in touch with what's going on um, around you, and sort of focusing too much on what you're trying to do rather than what you're actually doing. If that makes sense, um, and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, which is why it's called out on a limb. Um, yes, I don't know what else to say about it. I think it's really strong lyrically. I think it's got my favourite of your lyrics that I've heard. Um, Particularly the the sometimes I feel lines. Um, ah. Out of those, I really like sometimes I feel like I'm disconnected from the things I touch. That's really good. Thanks. Because we've spoken about that before, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. See, I kind of like that little bit. Like it's a sort of thought experiment. I think all of us have. But like, uh, what would my younger self say if he could see me? Would he hate me and everything? Yeah. Uh, you know that line really sort of sticks out to me. I quite like. Ah. It. Okay. It's a really resonant song. I. I can empathise with a lot of what you're singing about there, I think. 
I, I want to hear the production on this. I want to hear like a big grand orchestra behind it, like oh, building yeah. up, like to each crescendo. Yeah, like a proper yeah, full that. orchestra. That would be really I cool. I wasn't sure. It's, it was weird actually writing this one because I wasn't sure what I was writing about. I was just like, I knew I had to write a song. And I really wanted a bath, so <laughs> I had to write something. Welcome to our world. <laughs> so it was actually written, the, it wasn't written in the way that it is here, it was written. So I started with the out of touch line, which is the. Um, and then it, I don't know where that came from. And then I moved into the dirty clothes because I was just in these dirty clothes. And then I just restructured it. And then I thought instead of writing a second verse, the way that you normally write a second verse, I just got really bored and I was just like, I don't want to write the same thing. I don't want to use the same chords and the same uh, like stuff that I'd used in the previous verse. I just thought I'm going to start something totally different, which I've not done before, which I thought was quite interesting. It's very Black Sabbath, that, to stop in the middle of a song and just go on and do something different. <laughs> totally change it midway through the song. Does it too feel blocky? Do you think I need to work on the transitions between sections and things? I kind of like how they are at the minute. I like, okay. you know me, I like sudden abrupt changes of gear and everything. I like okay. uh, things that change on a dime, just so long as everything is really tight. Okay. Yeah. I, I agree. I, yeah. cool. I think it works perfectly. And also I think, um, I, don't know, I think going backwards, uh, I think you have the best use of time signatures, um, only because there's like so many, you know what I mean? Much um, more than we used. <laughs> and then you, you were like sec- close second to Chris, and I'm, I feel like I didn't even write another time signature compared <laughs> yeah. to you guys. But I think just think the way you've written this is like so compositionally smart. It's not just like you went, oh, I should probably have this bar of something in here. You like composed this piece of music, and it's Aww. really good. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's so, uh, yeah, it's really cool. Is there anything else you can think to say about it at all? Um, it's drawn a lot of different influences, and I've written a lot of little riffs and stuff previously, and, and it's sort of actually, the, the chord shapes came out of the piano noodle noodle type stuff, so starting with those sort of open-ended chords, you don't really know where they're going, so you, you don't really know necessarily where that's going. Is it going to go down? Where's, like, where's the tonic sort of thing? It's, it's very jazzy. Yeah, I suppose. Okay, but no, otherwise, I think that's it. I think it's brilliant. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I say, we had the challenge this week, didn't we, to... Um, to put in at least two time signatures, and uh, we, I think we all pulled it off to some degree or another. You two did amazingly with that. Um, but we have a, a challenge for next week as well, and uh, it is the same sort of idea we did the first time we did a challenge, which we, we got a book, um. and we are going to pick a random line out of it. So I'm going to ask... Um, I'll ask you to say stop, Chris, when I get to a certain page, and you say whatever you want when I go to the book, and then I'll ask Declan if you wouldn't mind saying stop when I go down to a line. Ooh. And uh, so we're taking from Here Comes Trouble, uh, The Making of an American Agitator by Michael Moore, which is his uh, autobiography. It's really funny and good if you haven't read it. Anyway, um, but we're going to take a random line. We have to use this line in uh, next week's song. Uh, Ooh. And, uh, Hopefully it's nothing about beating up the deaf <laughs> That's the worst <laughs> line to have. You guys did it amazingly, but it was just like, how are you going to fill that in? But, okay. um, it, it can't be any harder than that, can it? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> don't, don't say that. The universe will show us how difficult it can get. It'll punish us. All right, so Chris, okay. I'm going to go through like fairly slow, and then you just say stop whenever you want me to stop. Okay. Now, okay. I'm going to flip the book right now. Stop. Okay. Right. Declan, say stop whenever you want, and I'll stop at a line in the book. 
Now, a zen-like Native American who takes on the local town. <laughs> Roger, that's going to go beautifully in your stuff. I know. Doesn't make it fit beautifully for Roger. <laughs> I, on the other hand, now have to try and get it. Roger's like, I don't even have to think about it. Yeah, it's already a line in my song. It's like one of your lyrics already. <laughs> I'm looking at this week's song for me, and I'm like, it could just fit in there easy. <laughs> and can I just have the full sentence, just for context? I mean, I'm, Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, not uh, as a songwriting thing, yeah, I just yeah. want to hear what, what the sentence is. Okay. In the movie, an ex-green beret is now a zen-like Native American who takes on the local town rednecks <laughs> and conservatives sense. when they try to shut down a hippie, quote-unquote, free school. Full stop. Wow. Okay. That's a different image to what I had in my head initially. I Probably. love that. That's a great image. I could write an entire no. song around a zen-like Native American who takes on the local town. Of it course great, you could. Of course you could. It's good. <laughs> I'll use it as a metaphor. Zen-like... My feelings or something. It'll be easy. Uh, zen-like Native American. Oh, Matt's going to have to use that as well. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, we should probably announce them, shouldn't we? Well, probably, yeah. I mean, we didn't announce Chris, but then we didn't, <laughs> we didn't we'd already we recorded the podcast by the time we knew he was coming on. Alright, so uh, so we got that challenge for next week, and I suppose unless you guys have got anything you really want to say, we'll, we'll wrap up, but we've got a bit of an uh, announcement for next week. Uh, we're going to have a guest on. And uh, it's going to be uh, Matt Partridge from the band Majaro, who's been on before. And uh, we're going to get him on again, and uh, he's going to... We'll text this to him in a minute, this line from this book. He's going to use it as well. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll just say thank you for listening. You can get in touch with us at weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, find me at rogerheathers.com. Find uh, chris at lunacy.co.uk, is that right? Mm-hmm. Spelt L-U-N-A-C-C-R. But if you're looking at the song podcast, it's, it's written somewhere on there, I'm assuming. So... Exactly. So definitely go and check out Chris's music. He's got a single coming out in the next week or two. And you can also download, I think, uh, is it Knitted Love? Yeah, you but can get off but there. Don't wait till the new single comes out. Plus all your stuff, have ambitions and everything. <laughs> and everything. Just wait till the new, the new single will be good. But also the old stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much. Um, also, yeah. little tiny speck morsel of perhaps some news. I'm gonna do a song. Um, yeah, that was slick. Whoa. Basically, if you check out my SoundCloud, which is Declan Kitchener, uh, it's, it's probably, you can find it in the Weekly Song podcast, uh, subscribe to things. Um, I'm going to be putting out a recording of one of my songs, Pause. And that's going to go Yay. on the interwebs. Sounds really good too. I'm going to sit at home and play it, and every time I play it, I'm going to just shout, Pause! In the middle, <laughs> and get it wrong every yeah. time. <laughs> and the power of my dramatic... <laughs> Ah. <laughs> um, definitely check that out. That's a really cool. Roger does some song. beautiful harmony vocals and production on it. Well, Ooh. Happy to help. Um, uh, trying to think of anything else to say, really. Um, check out Chris's single. Check out Declan's new song. Uh, tune into the podcast next week where you hear Matt. Matt. Uh, I'd like to call him Matt Majaro. Matt Partridge. Matt. Matt, Matt, Matt again. Uh, on as a guest and uh, thank you for listening get in touch with the show with your songs your ideas if you live locally to Cornwall come and be on the show send in your songs to the email address weeklysongpodcast.gmail.com and uh, thank you ta bye ta bye